Taste tickles. There we are. What was that? We're I don't good. know. Did you okay. clap? I did clap. Hooray. I clapped. We all clapped. going to be useful. It is very useful. It's how I I did my first editing for last episode. By the way, y'all, if Yeah, talk about that. If you listened to the recorded one I released, I tried to do a gag at the beginning with the countdown and I didn't like go back and line it up. It's off by like just a smidge and it bothers me. So I hope no one else hears it cuz I did it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but that sounds like the kind of thing that no one would notice till you point out. Oh, then you're gonna hear it and go, "Ah, oh, Dragor's editing sucks." <laughs> hey, Pep, uh, if you edit the next one, could I try and convince you to use the same software I used, just as like a comparison thing? Same software, like for the one that we're recording right now. <laughs> no, I used a different, free, like free and open source, which is uh, what some of the folks are talking about in potential show topics. Uh, multi-track, non-linear linear audio editor called Ardour. And that's what I used to put the episode together. Ooh. So I, I want someone else to try <coughs> using it to see what happens. But I know, like, for speed's sake, you just want to use what you already know how to use. But if you're willing to experiment and try something else, um, and if not, that's fine. I'm not going to make you. Look, you I haven't learned a new thing in like 10 years. Isn't it interesting how all both games and software are going toward a subscription model to where you are signed up for life? Like all trip, like, like f- fucking Adobe and any AAA title. Like they want to get you signed up. So you, it's just a fucking part of your life that they want you to be. Well, well yeah, they're, they're learning from. Gambling. Uh, property management companies. and Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, gambling on the game side, but like Adobe moving to it, it, it's two parts. One, they knew there was a lot of piracy going around, but here's the yeah. thing. Here's, all right, I guess we're starting a brief little rant and topic on yeah, subscription stuff and software models and open source things. So Microsoft learned a long time ago that people pirating Windows is actually good because that <laughs> means then they're still using windows so when it, right. the time comes to buy a laptop or a machine like they are psychologically locked in because the time cost of going to something else like yes apple is always there and yes oh apple is easy well there's still a learning curve no matter what you do so if you have pirated the thing well when the time comes and you have to use it professionally or you're at a job and they ask, oh, what do you know how to use? You say Photoshop. Well, now your job has to buy the business license. <laughs> now, I learned, really to, interesting, I learned to drive by downloading a car. <laughs> what gets, but never download a car. What gets interesting with <laughs> Adobe moving to the subscription model is that is essentially the next logical step once you have, in your view, cornered the market. Uh, mm. They made a judgment call at some point and said... Are we getting the lock-in that we want, even through piracy? Or is it to our advantage to do a subscription? Can we extract more money out of the people that are pirating our stuff that are already locked in and using our things? Because the the unfortunate mental trick is, let, let's call it just that the Photoshop or the Adobe Creative Suite for one year of updates... Mm-hmm. Let's say that legitimately should cost between six hundred and two thousand dollars. In that, the amount of development resources that go into it demands yeah. that price for the number of people that are doing it. Let's call that fair as a presumption. 
well, that still is a financial barrier for everyone who just wants to draw. Yep. So then you go, oh, it's only $10 a month or $20 a month, and you get full access to this suite, and oh, even over the course of a year, it costs less than this full subscription. Mm -hmm. The nasty trick is over the lifetime of an artist, they get way more money than that single subscription. That's all that artist needs. Because for the most part, people didn't update between major versions. They didn't have to. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. A lot of the stuff that I have used and Zan has used, we're all using the Creative Suite 6 from like eight years ago because it does what we need. The only obnoxious thing we have to deal with (laughs) is it doesn't have modern video codecs. I want to do my favorite thing, which is make it about uh, socialism. It's not even about socialism. It's just a, a way to make it a specific critique of capitalism because one of the tenets of why capitalism is supposed to be good and we should like capitalism is that it like makes things better and it is it increases efficiency. It drives costs down, you know, all good things that they tell you in school that it does. Well, I think it's funny because if you think back through the history of software, you used to have like major, major overhaul, like going from Windows 2 to 3 or whatever. Oh, was there a Windows 2 and 3? Is that how it worked? I don't recall (laughs) 2 ever being a legit major version. It was like Windows and then Windows 3.1 really was the big one. Like the jump from freaking DOS to Windows or whatever. Like when you would have to change your software significantly and there were significant changes and improvements. Like the audio software you would use on an Apple II versus like, and then MP3 exists. We got to have so So like the changes would be more significant to your software from like iteration to iteration. And they would ironically cost less. Mm. <laughs> and now, like you're saying, we once you have the tools, they haven't really, like audio hasn't changed since the frickin' 40s. Like when, once digital audio was, came about, like the tech hasn't changed that much. It's got more efficient. The software around it has changed drastically and like the compression and encoding and streaming aspect has. But like if you're dealing yeah, with raw recorded audio, correct. A wave is a wave and all of that, is not that different at all. So if you're using Photoshop, I I guess I, I, logic isn't exorbitantly expensive and it does not force you to subscribe to anything. By the way, that's the reason why I'm stuck on stuck on Apple. I'm now saying stuck on Apple because mm-hmm. my computer broke for completely bullshit reasons and I had to dump way too much money into another one because I want to use logic. Logic is 200 bucks, which is as far as like pro level audio software goes between mm-hmm. it and Pro Tools, which are some of the only things that do you know, like working with audio traditional. That's very cheap. And they don't force me to a subscription. So I'm like, I'm in a weird way, end up walled gardened within Mac shit because I want to use one specific program that I know, like modern iterations, it's Pro Tools does a subscription model. Pro Tools by itself costs like three grand if you want the full version, or you could pay $40 a month or whatever. And uh, it makes me want to die. So, (laughs) are you, (laughs) the same thing, are you interested in trying? Ardour. Uh, you could probably force me into it, but like <laughs> I spent so much time learning logic and learning the keyboard shortcuts that like uh, the only way I can aff- like my time budget right. has just changed so much that the idea of going, okay, let's put even a tenth of the amount of time I took into learning logic and imagine I'm that shitty at a new software. It's like, cool, it's been a week and I've got nothing done, <laughs> hmm. which also contributes to why people stay in the software they stay in. And then if the software you like specifically changes to a subscription model and like me, you fucking hate that, 
you, what are you going to do? Go learn a whole new software? Yes. You're 30 and you've <laughs> got to get your commissions in and you got deadlines. You don't have time to learn a whole again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's all just fucking lock in treachery. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like, to be clear, the time lock in is just as true for anything in open source as well. Like, let's say a project dies. So the thing about open source is it it's as socially demograph uh, demographic democratic or communist as it gets <laughs> things only happen because people get together and want to make it happen and unfortunately sometimes people for various reasons just stop a project stagnates it dies no one wants to pick it up it's too hard to pick it up and have a new team develop it so sometimes just the natural life cycle of things it stops and then you either have to keep using the thing that isn't maintained until you literally cannot use it anymore. <laughs> to, like, times out with operating systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, you know, like, we're dealing with media, right? So at some point, there's going to be a video and audio file format where I'm going to sit there and go, I don't want to have to keep converting this to sh- older, shittier formats. I'm done using <laughs> this old pirated version of Adobe Premiere. I'm going to go use something else, and I'm going to go learn something else. Like, at some point, the agitation and trade-off is going to be forced upon me. Welcome to Last Minute Politics. My name is Pepper Coyote, and I am joined by... Dragor. And Zandy the Blue. Hey, we did it. We are a politics kind of... We do talk about politics all the time, but we also talk about wrestling and furries and all kinds of shit. If you are listening right now in the Discord, wave. Wave your hands. (laughs) If you want to join people in the Discord, get yourself on Patreon.com. Find us. We are Last Minute Politics on there, and for literally $1 per month, you can listen to us record these things live. Um, hey, we're doing a weird thing. Plug your stuff up front. Dragger, what do you want to tell people to go do? Like, what are you doing in life? Uh, you do streams? Not this Sunday, because this Sunday, I believe, is the moved Mother's Day that I will be celebrating. But uh, uh, Sundays at 5 p.m. Central, it's Dooming with me, Dragor. We play a free and open source version of Doom with a bunch of community-made mods while I conduct interviews and chats with a bunch of furry folk I know, and gradually, increasingly, some non-furry folk as well. In particular, there's a WarioWare mod minigame that a person has made that we've been playing. Uh, They're not a furry, but they are aware of us. Furry adjacent. (laughs) And uh, once I get to know, like, what they did to put into this mod, I'm going to have them on as a guest. Hey, the Discord figured out a way to wave at us. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at the bird waving. Look at ah! that. <laughs> Zan, what are you yeah. doing in the I'm next doing things. couple uh, of weeks? Just had a birthday uh, and just still hey. doing things over at Dragon Show. Uh, it's pretty much Dragon Show everywhere or or uh, Alkali and Zanny. Uh, either, you can usually find Dragon Show. Um, and on YouTube. That's D-R-A-G-G-E-T. Yep. How many T's? Two G's, one T. So like this has been a fuck of a week like already it's Wednesday and so like so I feel like things kind of slowed down for a second or they felt like they slowed down because people just don't pay as much attention to the president right now because it's not a former like reality show celebrity yeah 
Well, True. like, what's? I don't even know where to start with these things. Let's see here. Let's. We're not going to spend a ton of time on all these, but like things that have happened this week. So uh, here's. I'll start with sad news. I guess it's not really sad because yeah, I try not to put my faith directly in people, but rather ideas. But Andrew Yang made a. Yeah. Depending on how you look at it, either a calculated move to attempt to win Jewish votes in New York that backfired, <laughs> or loves bombing Palestinian civilians. He came out, if you guys didn't see, he had a tweet. You want me, I'm, I'll give the context. Oh, yeah. He tweeted out that, like, I stand with Israel, and if you haven't been paying attention, Israel and Palestine right now, it, th- that conflict is very, very hot mm. right now. Right now? There have been various back and forth. Has it been. has always been, but <laughs> this week specifically, there's been literally hundreds of bombings. Just recently, Drager, there was more uh, escalated tensions, especially with, uh, yeah, <laughs> especially with the bombings after the tension rose with the, with, with the, I'm sure as Pepper was going to mention. To oversummarize, there's been COVID restrictions on various holy sites. The same thing that's always fighting about. They're fighting over holy sites because Jerusalem is a significant city to three different religions. And for hundreds of years, they coexisted relatively peacefully. And then, you know, imperialism showed up and now we have to do hard borders and uh, all the various, you know. So COVID restrictions on holy sites. The Palestinians, who are majority Muslim country, uh, they wanted to do a thing. And the Israeli government that controls the holy sites and controls their access to it we're like, no, you can't do it. So there was a huge protests. So, okay, take down the barriers. Protests continue. Various, like there's, it's, you can't act like, you always have to bring up that it's not that the Palestinians are just sitting there and receiving, but like they do, there are from the Palestinian side, from Gaza specifically, like they chuck missiles over. To the, or apparently there were 400 missiles shot at Israel and they there are at least, I think, two deaths, two Israeli deaths, and then Israel uh, rained hellfire back mm-hmm. and killed, like, 15 children and, like... Uh, there is a video of of someone, I don't know if it was specifically a, record, a reporter or just someone with a camera of someone that was getting ready to throw a grenade either into or just at a bunch of people trying to do medical care and only stopped because they noticed the video. Holy shit. And like that is not an isolated incident. That is that is not like that's just one who didn't go through with it because it was on video. We've got a lot of video of really awful things. Be very careful. Content warning. Be very careful when you're going out and looking into this. Uh, oh yeah, like there you find like the number of straight up execution videos is ugh. obscene. And you will f- stumble upon, like, it's not unheard of if you're at a border crossing as a Palestinian for an Israeli soldier to just fucking kill you. And then it's just next in line. And the number of stories like that are it, hundreds. It just, every Palestinian has either a direct family member or someone or a friend, something who's just been in cold blood murdered by the Israeli military. And remember, as we're talking, this doesn't, it's not that like Israeli citizens are strapping up and going Rambo out there. It is a gigantic military operation, mm-hmm. the Israeli. Israeli government, which is different from just Israelis or Jewish people. And that's what makes this conversation so fucking muddy is that bad faith actors want to paint any criticism of Israel as a criticism of Jewishness. Well, and it just, just like you would say, that. the American people are, are not are separate from the American government. Exactly. Jesus. I hope people can separate me from the actions of my government. Yeah. So you were saying there were two options with Yang. And the third one is as a matter of if you are, for the most part, participating in the United States government and are not Bernie Sanders, you are pro-Israel. <laughs> like you, it, it's yeah, almost like it's the default. It, this is conspiracy theory 
mm. realm to an extent, but like our policy kind of lays it out. If you are not pro-Israel, it almost kind of feels like the powers that be make sure you can't keep doing whatever it was you were doing. It's a politics arm thing. Yes. They are in there because Israel is our foot in the Middle East, and strategically we need we like Israel, and we buddy-buddy to make money for rich people yeah. and all the shit. Benjamin Netanyahu, the guy who's the prime minister of Israel right now, like, has so many scans. Like, he is a... Ooh. Let's not, st- mm. let's not, let's not ignore the fact that it's strategically a good thing because... Uh, it we, everyone thinks Jesus is going to come back if they're there. So that is a big chunk of people genuinely <laughs> are like the second coming is going to be in Jerusalem. So we got to keep Jerusalem. Yep. And we're like, th- there are fucking hardcore right wingers who like Israel because they are trying to LARP the book of revelations yes. into happening. That is not a joke or an exaggeration. That is exactly it what is they actually want to do. how many people think the book of Revelations is going to happen in their lifetime. And this is after the year 2000. Yeah. I this thought is it part of down. why a bunch of religious people voted for Cheeto. They thought he was going to accelerate that. Yeah. yeah. Fucking apocalyptic accelerationism. We want to accelerate the pace of God's work. Christian what accelerationism. <laughs> God, hurry up with like a broom handle. So anyway, we're we're stuck in this horrible situation where like even right now as I'm talking, like anything I say negative about Israel could be construed by bad faith actors yeah. that I'm anti-Semitic and they use that as a cudgel to make sure no American politician who is not themselves Jewish because then they can just be like, "Fuck you, I'm Jewish. You can't use that shit on me." Bernie Sanders, <laughs> for example. Yeah. Like you're stuck in this thing where holy crap, you remember how they went after Rashida Talib or like if Elon Omar, oh, was it Elon Omar? Was it both of them? But like they try to every once in a while just bad faith take them out for like oh, you're anti-Semitic. It's like, look, disagreeing with the power difference between Israel and Palestine is the equivalent of like your dad and an infant in terms of like what damage they can do to each other. Like the Palestinians try as hard as they can to do anything. And like the Israel has the full weight of their own military and the U.S. military. They have the missile defense grid, which shoots down like 90% of the things anyway. And they try to blow it up as if it's like an even fair fight of two Mm. warring factions. It's like, no, it's the Israeli government and a refugee camp. That is essentially what Palestine is. Editor's note, when I refer to Palestine as a refugee camp, that's referring to the conditions there, not to imply that the people living in Palestine are not from there. Like they, they aren't, they are not refugees from another country. They have lived in that area for hundreds, if not thousands of years. And uh, it's another example of why just drawing lines on a map and carving out new countries such as Israel and shoving people over here under the Gaza Strip and such is not a great idea. You know, I'm kind of shocked because I've always been very blunt with it that I've... Going through high school, I definitely had people say things like, uh, genuinely, it was the, it was one of the more eye-opening things. There was, you know, somewhere in the 2000s, another incident happened, and I made some comment on, wow, uh, I didn't know that. That's, that's really terrible and horrible. And then someone said, don't talk about my holy land. And I'm like, <laughs> fucking excuse me? An atrocity is an atrocity. I don't care what your faith is. Mm. And that really also started really solidifying my anti-theism of like, y- y'all can't stop killing each other over imaginary things. <laughs> it is funny how that works. Like once you, uh, ver- like you 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 raise up anything. Hey, you can't talk about that like that. That's exactly what religious people do. Um, my it's I was like, with my parents, and then my my mom did not want me to swear on Sunday, but I just kept <laughs> saying fuck. <laughs> I couldn't stop. 
to be clear, we're not drawing any kind of comparison to the mass murder going on no, in Israel I and Palestine to not swearing on Sunday. Can't say fuck. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> basically the same. I don't know. Yeah, you know, potato, potato. All right. So, oh, yeah, by the way, this was a cancel corner because Andrew Yang tweeted out support of Israel in the middle of the conflict we're describing, which. Uh, and I saw AOC came out and was like, fuck. Exactly. Well, you have all these New York Jews who are like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> well, and then. OK, so we have it under cancel corner, but like, let's take a step back. Andrew Yang largely doesn't deserve a seat at the table because he got there by, you know, exploitative means of capitalism has a shitload of money and is basically a tech bro so like that alone mm. makes you go why are we listening to this person oh because he <laughs> happened to say he happened to talk about universal basic income which a lot of us want but we're all looking at it going like where this message is coming from is suspect yeah, Yang is an excellent example of why, uh, or an excellent reason, I guess, of why to not tie your hopes, dreams, and philosophies to individual people, because that's that's a very right wing thing to do. That's like daddy worship. You got to find your great strong man to say. No, it's not about that. Andrew Yang is whatever. The idea of a universal basic income and making sure people are taken care of no matter what is good. Like Yang could do. Yang could go out and murder a, a whole school of children tomorrow. That does not make UBI a bad thing. That doesn't make <laughs> taking care of people a bad idea so like people be like oh i thought you loved yang it's like no it's not yang that i liked like, it's, it's the fact that he popularized ubi like that, that that's kind of neat so there is a uh i'm gonna post the link in the chat but the twitter handle is called black socialists i've been following them and i've kind of been learning a lot about how they frame things and mm -hmm. in particular one of the ones that they bring up, which is why I was making these snarky comments I just was earlier about, is there a comparison to this? It's like, we're a country founded on doing what's going on there to the native populations here. Like, we're built on imperialism and colonialism, so why would anyone expect us to stop that somewhere else? Okay, we got two two situations going on with hackers. We have uh, there's ransomware. Two, they're both ransomware situations where uh, one group or individual, I don't know, they took over a pipeline's software and have stopped it, uh, an oil pipeline specifically uh, in the U.S. It's a really big one. It's really important. And they, if you want details, fucking go to people actually know what the hell they're talking about. But <laughs> gigantic pipeline shut down completely. And it still is like, it's been several days nope. now. And the people with the money are extremely freaked out about as it. Of an, uh, as of, as of an hour, it's restarted, but it will still be, won't return oh. for normal for a few days. All right, so there you are. And then the other hacking situation is that uh, a foreign, they're European, they're not even Americans, uh, they hacked the D.C. police force systems, I guess, and they were like, give us $4 million, and D.C. police were like, we'll give you 100000 they're like, okay, we're releasing the person, like, the, the full files of 22 of your officers, and we're just going to keep, and I'm like, oh, wow. So hackers are uh, shutting down fossil fuel pipelines and increasing police transparency, I think this might be a psyop by the Biden administration because that's the stuff they said they were going to do, right? Like, Joey is like, hey, German hackers, I can't get the police to do shit, but you can. <laughs> Joe is staying up at night with his shades on, <laughs> hacking away. Listen, Jack, you got to get into the DC police system. Jack Hack 69. 
Jack Hack. Jack Hack. I don't want to talk about this oh, that's anymore. The <laughs> this is the title. Jack, Jack Hack 69, it is. Jack, I'm writing oh, this down. Oh, fuck. Okay, so uh, I want to talk about the DC police one first. Uh, remove any potential of it being a psyop, and let's just say some group somewhere decided oh, to do it. That was facetious. I do not believe that. I think that is nothing Biden would do because he doesn't want to accomplish those goals. Anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's two things at play. One is the overall thing of cybersecurity, and I will save that part later because it gets really techy, but let's look at the premise here. Uh, a group hacked in and has this information and then wanted to make money off of it. So my brain immediately goes to one of two ways. Holy shit, these people probably aren't doing so well and like they need the money. Or mm. they just saw an opportunity or are part of these various black hat rings that do this and it's just to get money. Because my brain immediately goes to, if this were for the greater good, there'd be no ransomware. It would be they were hacked, and here it all is. Fuck. So, like, I don't know. Where, when you hear about this story, where are you two at in regards to, like, that topic of it's two bad parties fucking with each other, or... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, this is another situation where I don't have to... I don't necessarily... I'm not saying this is a good thing people should be doing. I can't, like, endorse it, but, like, I don't care. Good. Go for it. Fucking, I'm glad. So they, the cops mess around with sealed records, and you can never know the crimes they've committed. In a lot of departments, they shred all their, like, bad behavior records, their demerits or whatever, like, within six months or maybe a year sometimes. So people doing this, I don't know, man. Maybe if you had any kind of transparency, this wouldn't be such an easy way to fuck with you i i see it mm. as a logical extension of it's an abusive power like let's say you had like i still don't agree with basically any form of police but if we had the police as we did today but a shit ton of transparency laws and enforcement of them the harm that police do i genuinely believe would be drastically less let's play so, let's play devil's advocate here for real quick because i yeah. i'm sure there's a lot of people who are going to say like oh you're 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 hurting uh, working working people uh, by by doing this hack, you know what I'm saying? And it's like so hackers are working people. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's true. Like like, well, I, I'm just gonna say it. Alkali had to pull extra hours because of this shit. Like not his fault that he has to do extra hours, and they should have more help anyway. And they're blaming the wrong people. Oh yeah, and sure. I, that also points to how it wasn't done with like altruism in mind. They're just wanna they just wanna fucking rip somebody off. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. and like release the fucking records like at this point you know we're all sta we're all standing around here going the police cannot be reformed so i don't have any problem in saying like i personally am not going to go do black hat stuff because like once you do that even for a good cause if anyone finds out that it, that follows you at least it feels like that is that is what i was taught you know when i was doing all the cybersecurity stuff in college it was impressed upon me that like if you ever fuck this up, you will never be fully trusted again if people find out. So I personally take oh. that very seriously. However, if that's not something that matters to you and you're going to go leak police records and you're going to continue to expose the harm, yes, that's called fucking whistleblowers, not hacking. <laughs> <laughs> if they want to be helpful, I wish they would not do like private information. I don't really give a shit, but I wish just release the disciplinary records, maybe like some body cam footage that they don't want to like to get out. Like, yeah, like don't necessarily dox a bunch of people. 
because like that could potentially put families at harm, right? Like, so you're a shitty cop, you're a piece of shit, and let's say you've outright murdered people. I still don't think that person's wife or kids should die because someone threw a Molotov cocktail through the window. I don't know. I'm still, as of right now, a pacifist. So, like, I don't believe in capital punishment. So even the shittiest of cops I don't think should die. I just do whatever you got to do to make it so they don't harm people anymore. (laughs) So as far as, like, harms committed, yes, hack the police and release that shit. Don't try and make money off of it, damn it. (laughs) And it turns out they believe so much in their ability to get away with shit, all they offered was a piddly $100,000. They have much <laughs> bigger room for budget. So, like, Jesus. this in and of itself tells you their confidence in we're not that worried on what you release. Like, look, we've got video of a dude kneeling on a guy's neck to death, and the police are still here <laughs> just the same. Like, yeah, our, all right, we, got we were forced to punish that one guy. Aww. Of the four. <laughs> of the four people yeah. who did it, one got in trouble. <laughs> like... That's fucked. Like I, it's not, I definitely do not feel sympathy for Derek Chauvin, obviously, but mm-hmm. like the fact that we, all, that they always got to make a pariah out of one. Like, oh, this is the bad apple, yep. and now they're gone, and everything's fine. I it's hate a very that. American thing. <laughs> exactly. Like when the when all the school shootings were happening, they they tried to pin it on that one public safety officer who didn't run in and like voluntarily die. Oh, it's Jesus. like all I mean, like like yeah, th- their security and their job is to secure things, but like, are we really going to send this person to jail for not entering a life threatening situation? Like, it just feels like that's not, that one person is not the reason school shootings are happening in America. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So, all right, let's tie this to the pipeline one. Uh, Similar Mm -hmm. situation. Hackers are in there fucked with stuff. Uh, If anything, the pipeline one is a lot more like the natural disaster of the power grid in Texas. In that the... All right. So when you're building systems, this is like my job and my life of building software, building architecture, and then planning for scenarios that happen. And You want to just make this your segment? Yeah, we're we're jumping into it. We're fucking doing it. All right. Cybersecurity, go! So, uh, cybersecurity is actually an aspect of keeping your system up and running, and once an incident happens, the reason why no longer matters. And so, when you continue to see things in the news that hyper-focus on bad actors, well, of course something's gonna happen. What if that, what if that pipeline stopped because of no one's fault, and just a thing happened? The same effect would have happened, people still would have been fucked, Panic buying still would have been going on. So, like, the results are the same regardless of the reason. So part of it is capitalism hates paying for redundancy or planning for edge case scenarios. Like, I don't know how much y'all have been in a non-tech scenario where you're like, hey, uh, this edge case could be really bad for us. And then people go, well, the time and money to do that, fuck that. And it just doesn't happen. It is deprioritized. And the decision is usually made by an incredibly non-technical person. Mm. So the problem with security, and what I'll transition to to ask and talk about y'all, is it's not just a technical thing. So, like, yes, in writing software, you have to take care to make sure, to the best of your ability, an exploit can't happen. But the fact of the matter is, coding and computers are so fucking difficult to prevent all of that, where if it's accessible... In some way, shape, or form, with enough effort, it can be owned. Owned meaning <laughs> like someone else goes in and claims ownership or has root access or however you want to talk it. Takes control of the thing either in person or from afar. It does not matter. So, oh, hacked. Yes, hacked. <laughs> <laughs> 
see, hacked <laughs> is is I take issue with that particular term because a lot of the times, one hacking originally meant hack it together. Programmers put stuff together. Ah. It just turned out a bunch of people that were curious got labeled the term hacker. Like they they did the opposite of reclaiming. Hacker was a good thing and a cool thing in the 80s and early 90s, and it got turned into this villain thing. So mm. it got claimed by the enemy. <laughs> I think it's just the fact that the movie Hackers exists whenever someone, like, yes. I think people who haven't even seen yeah. that movie just go, oh, fucking around with computers. Like, yeah. yeah well, and know, then, like, our, you know, us Computer as attack. techies on the internet, especially like script kitties and things, would use it as like, lol, I hacked you. So it just the, the word evolved to don a more negative connotation. But my okay. account got hacked. All right, let's let's play a game. Is this or is this not a hack? You have a Ooh. website that controls an admin interface to this pump flow. And <laughs> let's say is part of the design of that web interface, uh, test credentials made it to production and are embedded in the page. So if you go to that website as a general user as any of us could do, you view the source of the page, which everyone can do. This is how the web works. And you see in there, oh, there's credentials. I wonder if they work. And then they do. Did, did a hack happen? Did anyone put in effort to outright bypass a system? <laughs> like through, For the most part, when I hear hack, it's someone formatted a very careful username string that caused a flaw in the hardware or something. Mm. Do you all understand what I'm talking about with that? Like... Buffer overrun or underrun? You envision like hacking as like vi like forcing your way into a system when ninety percent of what we all think of as hacking is usually like either some kind of social engineering where they just like call you and trick you into telling them your login shit, or like what you just said, just looking at basic viewable code and finding an exploit that is just freely available for anyone who knows how to do it. That so like credentials, credentials make it yeah. to production constantly. It's hilarious how often it happens. <laughs> uh so like all right what should what should be different going forward what's the answer with, with for the both of you that don't have the technology i have take any incident of of hacking or unwanted access and like what would you propose as a thing to do I think like this the play after I've listened to more and more people talk about it, like just the topic in general, I've arrived I, I don't have the knowledge. I'm probably the least technically savvy of the three of us unless it's <laughs> specifically audio software. Yeah. But it seems less a thing where I used to think of it as like, oh, it's your house and you lock your house and then you're good. Like you do the security and then the security is done. But it's more like you kind of do your best and when things happen and go wrong, you fix that and like, you know, strategize and plan, but eh, it's gonna happen. <laughs> it is. It is going to happen. That's where I'm at at this point. Zan, do you have anything? Uh, it's okay I, if you don't. Just a, I don't, because just the fact that it's going to happen is an interesting problem. So uh, okay, your identity is going to get stolen. You should right. gonna. You just, well, you just have to have your contingency plan for when it eventually happens. So like. so the main thing that is an answer, and I'm really glad you brought up the identity stuff because uh, how many you of got us Equifax last year? How many of us here or in the chat? Feel free to type it. Do some kind of account sharing where you have shared a password, and in the context you, that you have done that. How much have you reused that password or have a similar enough password somewhere else or even reused that same email address? For like a streaming service or whatever. Anything. Streaming service, yeah. a bank login, 
Your benefits? No, a medical login? Well, I, I'm, I'm just saying it's more likely for people to share their uh, accounts. Well, well, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously, I'm, 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 I'm doing a same. double dip of sharing accounts mm-hmm. and also how much are, if you're not sharing accounts, but how much are you reusing passwords? Yeah. Primary answer to that is you do the best you can. So, Pepper, you brought up the, well, you lock your house and then you leave. Someone could go break a fucking window. Someone could pick the lock. (laughs) But for the most part, locking your door is the weeds out anyone just coming up and testing to see if your door is unlocked. Right? Yeah. That's how I treat cybersecurity, too. Yeah, you do the basic shit, but realize that nothing is actually certain. Correct. So there are certain aspects of cybersecurity and like encryption things that for the most part, it's a reasonable expectation that if someone gets this encrypted file and the password isn't guessable and they don't have it, they can never decrypt it. It's like it's currently as of today, mathematically impossible to do that. There are things like that that exist. Sure. I'm thinking of that guy who put his fucking social security number on all those bull- billboards yeah, and got fucking it. hacked right away or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. Effortless. <laughs> you knew about that uh, one? Identity thefted, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was saying how awesome their lock was or how awesome and hackable <laughs> they were. That was the whole point, and it was very much not. Yeah. So the social side is a very important part. Uh, I'm going through day job where our, our founder and CEO has been hacked like significantly three or four times because he has accidentally clicked phishing links several times. Like, people genuinely get fooled. Whenever I get an email, how much do you both do this? When you get an email, how much do you hover your cursor over the link and verify what it is? Oh, I do that shit constantly just because I've had it drilled into my head. Okay. Zan, (laughs) how about you? Wait, what was the question? When you get an email, how much do you verify the link before you click it? Oh, <laughs> I'm not uh, here to shame. I'm just saying. No, I mean, I guess it depends on where it's coming from. But yeah, I, I don't really. Think All right. It, yeah. How much do you verify where it's coming from? When you enter payment info on any website, how much do you check that little lock up top? And how much do you check the domain to make sure where what you're about to enter is where you want to be? The domain. Yes. I don't know what the lock means. Uh, that is the <laughs> encryption thing that basically says if someone is snooping your traffic, they will not be able to see your credit card info in transit. Oh, I understand. Mm. So, like, that's uh, Bitwarden. I'm going to shill for it. Bitwarden, I don't like... LastPass made some changes, but, like, if you use it, great. Uh, password managers are a big, 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 big deal. But what I'm getting at is security at large is more than just the tech. I can go into the tech stuff. But the same social thing applies to the engineering and architecture of a tech platform to what I just talked about with these passwords. It's everyone's responsibility. So, all right. Hacking is kind of like this pandemic thing. You have to get some kind of herd immunity as far as behaviors to minimize what happens. If (laughs) 75% of our adult population using technology did all of these things correct, you know, using LastPass, never sharing a password. If they are doing an account share, it's so heavily isolated that if that one account gets compromised, nothing else does. If you have Mm. built a fucking pipeline system that has internet access, (laughs) gee golly, if they own the system, it should have fucking nothing to do with the control of the goddamn pipe. There is no reason a fucking nuclear power station, there's no reason me on the internet here should be able to actually access physically from remote those controls. 
it should require on-site stuff. If it requires off-site stuff, it should have dedicated lines that aren't hooked up to the internet. And that is costly. But what's the alternative? Hmm. Oh, the gas pipeline stopped. Oh, there, <laughs> there might be a meltdown at the power plant. <laughs> oh, well, do yeah. Do you remember the stories... Remember the stories that came out where it's like, oh, did you know that like the nuclear blah, blah, blah is still using like floppy disks? And I'm like, good, because that means they don't have a fucking modem in that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's one of those where like the media. All right. Floppy disks have a Apple's heavy lifespan. Twos. So if you're not actively updating and maintaining your important floppies with data, the system might fail because you can't put the right disk in. And if that causes a scenario that's dangerous, that's really fucking bad. Oh, yeah. But if it's not on but the I internet, like the idea that great. it's offline. Yeah, I'm swearing a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> they didn't just immediately stick it on an app. Like, here we go. Launch code app. Launch er. <laughs> Launch er. Uh, so Coffee Cat also brings this up. Just because your communication between you and a website is secure doesn't mean the people who architected the fucking web service don't have holes elsewhere. Exactly. Mm -hmm. We all got Equifax yep. like two years ago. And then they just didn't pay anyone. <laughs> Remember that shit? Yep. Oh, yeah. You have to pay, and then he just didn't. And we're like, oh, so is that money coming? Yeah, it's coming. I don't know. <laughs> no. Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, like, I'm not perfect. There are still a bunch of sites where I have not migrated fully to the password manager. Uh, I am one of those people that has a password generation scheme. And as far as I'm aware, uh, just looking, like, if someone had three of my passwords... Would they be able to figure it out? I don't think so. I've tried uh, running it against some algorithm password crackers just to see how secure mine is. And the last time I did it, it couldn't figure them out. But I'm still moving away from it. It's difficult because the more secure you get, the more you become at risk of losing access to an account. If something goes wrong with your password manager or your backups. So you have to back up your password manager data in a secure spot that ideally is not online anywhere because if anyone gains access to that they have just owned all your accounts and you don't even know and the more <laughs> you've you've circled around to why no one does this because like after step one of this we were like i'm not doing any of that shit just have my money i don't care <laughs> <laughs> well so you say I'm that so fucking but lazy. like Ask anyone who has truly been a severe victim of identity theft, and it's the mm. same thing. Like, I didn't take it seriously. I am so full of regret right now. Holy shit, this is horrible. Like, Oh, sure. How much of your life boils down to account access in this modern era is huge, and people don't understand that. And, like, these, these entities don't have any motive to be better to help you, the person. So, like, here's a, here's a simple one. I wanted to get a fishing license many years ago. And they said I uh, that social security number, because the DNR requires your social security number to get one in the state I was in. And they're like, no. I'm like, what do you mean no? It's a fucking fishing license. So my dad had to go with me, because I didn't have a car at the time, drove me to go find this weird remote location at a DNR. And they're like, well, we have this social security number registered to someone else. I don't travel with my social security card. It was only through sheer luck of convincing someone and having them look at my state photo ID going, well, okay, we understand that the name and that driver's license matches, but you don't have your social security card, so we can't actually verify this. I was lucky they relented. 
This is the most inconsequential example of it, but imagine if it was a 401k thing. You know, your mm. savings. Imagine if it was medical stuff, and all of a sudden people are refusing medical care to you because laws require you to verify who you are, and the system oh says God. you're not you. The human element is utterly removed from all of this, which is what makes security stuff from the individual level so much more scary and impactful. I'm going to stop monologuing. Get... I can go for hours on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> if you can get robbed from anywhere in the world, like it, it, it comes back to like a motivations thing where I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm being utopian, but it seems like if we didn't live in a society that artificially forced us to compete with each other, because as we were just talking about, the, some of these hacks are foreign. I know they said like right, Russian on, speaking hackers. Yeah, Pepper, don't don't be like Michael Moore and be like Canadians don't lock their doors. <laughs> well, <laughs> you remember that? It's not even that. Like, but like these weird. I do remember that. I remember him going up to Canadians' doors and just opening them. Yeah, and yeah. Was like, excuse me, and he's like, hi, I'm, I'm Michael Moore. I'm in. In house. It's okay because it's Canada. <laughs> <laughs> people were confused they're like what are sir and it's like oh i'm sorry i'm, I'm michael moore I'm making a movie and they're like okay <laughs> pretty fucking great but like it's it, we we have this wonderful technology now that in in some ways is extremely good and helpful and makes like information access so easy like everybody loves that you don't have to like go to a bank to deposit you take fucking picture on your phone like, that stuff is all cool and i I want to be able to have a life where I can fully embrace and throw myself into such technology once all of the horrible motivators are gone. Like, you know what I mean? So for a future topic, because I've cornered it enough here, but what you're talking about is something that I would like to bring up as a, let's call it a what if, or what does my industry look like under gay space communism or gay space socialism? Hmm. Because uh, there's a lot of things where people don't know or don't even know how to frame what that would look like. You know, there's a bunch mm -hmm. of open source projects and people hear about it and think about it, but that's just kind of what has happened. And if you were to formalize that at scale, like let's say Microsoft and Apple as makers of operating systems, same thing with Google for Android... Let's say either they cease to exist or even were not allowed to exist or they're allowed to exist, but they're just they're the minority and the communist software approach is there. If folks yeah. are interested in that, there are a lot of ideas around what that would look like. Uh, if you remove the profit motive. All right. Here's what I'll end on is like the tease. Did you know uh, if we were to just put a shit ton of effort into optimizations and security, uh, Open source hardware chip designs from 10 years ago are all we really need as like computer users for humanity. <laughs> sure. I believe that. And so that once too, you yeah. once you have an ubiquity an ubiquitous hardware platform, what does that enable? What changes? What problems stop happening? Uh, the fucking if, if gatekeeping and trying to, yeah, keep each other out basically. Like plant for example, the biggest one is planned obsolescence goes away. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's your, all, all your battery lives are going to go away up. Suddenly, all your devices will last 20 years. Oh, yeah. Because like if, forever. If like, well, <laughs> things will break. There will be issues and things. And you still want innovation. Look, all right. So let's take screens as the biggest example of this. Uh, I want screens to continue to evolve because as far as power usage, readability, and overall quality compared to what we can imagine, I really, really, really want that to advance. But the rest of the computer... 
for what people use them for, not much of that has changed in a drastic, drastic way. Uh, right? How is your computer... All right, each of you, we'll end on this. How has your computer usage drastically changed once you had, after you've had the smartphone in your pocket? Has it for you? Well, I'm in the I'm the only I think dedicated Mac user of the two of the three <laughs> of us. So for my, for me, my phone and my computer just talk to each other like magic, and it's great. <laughs> but has that changed time, since you got it? Like I'm calling um, I'm calling getting I the got smart them at the same time. Right. Okay. So how many years ago was that? Oh my God, 2013. So like eight years. Okay. So in the last eight years, after that groundbreaking moment, what has significantly changed? in terms of your use and quality of life through tech? I mean, heck, I've told you about at the beginning, the only thing I ever use is my audio software. So, like, every time a new version of the thing comes out and, like, the processing's a little faster, I'm like, great, I can export this faster. So my dream would be, like, the last seven generations of iPhones. I mean, just give me a screen, let me replace a couple of components, and talking about planned obsolescence, some components could be swapped out for new ones, and other shit, like, if I just have my same, like, you know, four-and-a-half-inch screen, touchscreen that works, I don't need, that's fine. <laughs> it's, like, the same shit. How about you, Zan? Just, like, how much has it changed? And I don't know. Like, I guess the most is access to email and messages, is the biggest change. Well, no, no, no. Uh, All right. So okay. once you got the phone, once you got that access, because you've had smartphones, you know, let's just call it 2013, whatever that mm -hmm. is. So you've, in the past eight years, once you got the mini computer, once you got the internet in your fucking pocket, what has changed for you tech-wise in the last eight years? I love this silence. Oh, my God. I love that question. <laughs> I guess because I'm so like I tied to a computer in my life that in my career that I didn't change too much. So I'm trying to think, you know, I'm uh. so what I think we're going to do is or what I want to do is uh, I'm going to put like a poll or something through the Patreon or it'll just be something simple here in our discord. So if you're listening to this and you're not yet a patron, one dollar is all it costs to participate in this next discussion. Uh, I'm going to craft cool. a couple like little questions or open-ended questions, and I want to hear from you all uh, before either you know in two weeks or four weeks, however long it takes me to put this stuff together. Uh, I want to dig into this more because uh, yeah, like you know, people are saying VR. There's a, there's a bunch of things where I can call out to <laughs> where things have drastically changed, but they're I would not... say the instant access to information is a big one, right? Um... But I'm saying you got that eight years ago. What's but changed? not instantly. Like you could still. She gets faster. That's what <sighs> I like about it. It is faster. I, I had to go to a computer, like, um, and that actually in, in influences social interactions and conversations too. Um, trying to think. Uh, we will talk about it more, and yeah. like, I don't want to have people you know dwell on it here. But like, the point I'm getting at is, it's getting increasingly difficult to just say, "Holy shit, this changed in the last eight years." And that is what leads yeah, into why planned obsolescence in certain ways has hindered certain developments that can be driven by slowing the fuck down. Oh, All right, I monologue done. Someone else say something. We're at the end of the episode. We're at f about just over an hour here. We will see everybody in two weeks. What For my last minute, I want to talk about 
a kind of Mexican ice cream called Bolis, which I was looking at. I'm like, Bali, what could this possibly be? Turns out Bolis is like a shorten of boligraphos, so it means pens, and it's appropriate because it's a tube of, it's like a go-gurt, but with a frozen ice cream thing in it, and I can get like six of them for $6, and I, I, I've been sucking on Bolis all week. I highly advise sucking on Bolis. <laughs> I give it 10 out of 10 ice cream pens. <laughs> <laughs> Write a flavor in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my, that's, a, that's part of the title right now. I was going to say, Write yeah, that's either an alternative or part of it. <laughs> uh, the last minute I'm going to do, because this is a thing that came up, I saw it in some groups and it's making rounds. A bunch of people tweeted about it. Uh, there is one or more people not only impersonating other furries, but are joining various Telegram groups, and I'm assuming also Discord channels, and are spreading the not only the blank templates for the vaccine cards, but they claim to also have access to, like, legit uh, vaccine batch and group numbers. So uh, kick them the fuck out of your groups. You do not need to hesitate. You do not need to... Go, ah, free speech. Don't. Get rid of them. Be done with it. And then announce who it was. Take that username and share it with fucking everyone. Oh my god. Don't dox them. I'm, I'm I'm not really in favor of that because how much these individual actors can actually, like, hurt the population at large, especially with our current vaccine rates, is like, yes, could you technically get someone in trouble with the feds, but... The punishment that tends to come with that is disproportionate to what's going on. So while, yes, it's... It's extreme, the feds. We don't like the yeah, feds. Yeah, we don't. But yeah, uh, that's my last minute. It's come up. It's really shitty. Uh, be vigilant. It sucks. You know, um, I don't want to name names, but if you're unfortunately having to, like, cut someone off or lose a friend or loved one over uh, being an anti-vaxxer, I'm deeply sorry and it sucks. And, like, I understand it's easy mm-hmm. for me to say, yeah, fuck them, because... For the most part, I have not had the, I am really emotionally invested with this person and this is bad and tragic. I have not had to really cross that line other than a bunch of queer shit, but like, it's hard and it sucks, but it's, I think it's worth holding your ground over. Might be the thing that makes them go get it. It might. You never know. All right, Zany, what do you think about? Uh, I got nothing. (laughs) Head empty. No thoughts. Empty burn. <laughs> fucking exhausted. Um, what are you going to go do after this? Watch wrestling. Uh, ah, me too. Hell yeah. <laughs> do you want to do a, a last minute on the struggles of healthcare and shitty tech systems therein? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Don't trust tech anyone systems. in the medical system because you have to go do that shit yourself. And nobody talks to each other and it's insane. So, and it was funny is like everyone inside it knows it too. Like you talk to enough and like, yeah, it's kind of fucked up. It's like, no, not okay. It's like, so I had to uh, literally like have a printout of an EKG and show it over a phone to get a medication approved at one point. So, uh, Hopefully, I mean, obviously, M4A would help that, obviously. But it's everything we were talking about, how everything's fucking separated. So, yeah, let's fucking reform that shit, for fuck's sake, Jesus Christ. I have been Pepper Coyote. I have been Dragor. And I have been Zanny. 
Or no, we all yell bye at once. Bye. bye. Wait, can we harmonize a bye? Can you teach us how to do that really mm. quick? Hit a note. I'll, I'll harmonize it. Bye. 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 Right, bye. I told you it was hard. <laughs>